Hey guys, I'm here with my friend Phoebe Enterman. She's an Arise for Life student who's doing Arise for Life this year, which is a six-month continuation of Arise. And it's, in essence, giving six months of your life to put into practice all the things you learned about Jesus and sharing him uh, in the communities. Phoebe, uh, what uh, was the reason that you decided to do the Arise for Life program? You went to Arise, you spent 14 weeks studying your Bible, doing outreach, learning and growing in your experience with God. And then you decided, I'm going to go do Arise for Life too. What? was the reason you did that? Um, well, ultimately it was because God called me to do that because it wasn't my first choice. Um, but I knew that, you know, putting myself in an environment where ministry was the only option was the only way for me to continue to be faithful. Mm -hmm. Because going back into the old lifestyle that you'd just come out of without having the practice of how to live in that lifestyle mm -hmm. by continuing to do ministry, um, that's just something I knew I had to do and to be able to build up skills of how to stay faithful when it's not the you know, highly manufactured environment, which is a rise. And that environment's amazing for the kickstart of your journey, but it's not, you know, it's, it's artificial. Yeah. And so I knew that I had to get skills and get to be able to be faithful outside of that environment yeah. to ultimately go back and, and serve in the environment I was before. You'd have had reservations before you did it. <laughs> what, what, are, what were your reservations? Um, I knew that um, after Arise, you know, my life changed and I had all of these people in mind um, back home in Brisbane and I was like, man, I just have to get back to them. I have to share the gospel with them like, oh, you know, Jesus is coming and, and I just wanted to get back there and, and I think I, I just wanted to get back to my family and um, I had good job opportunities and, you know, uni and all of this sort of stuff going for me back home. But I think, you know, obviously God knew and he was like, just, just be patient and, you know, all, all in his good time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think I just, you know, I didn't want to come down away from, uh, away from my family. I didn't really want to door knock for another six months, <laughs> even <laughs> though, <laughs> even though God knew that's what I needed. Um, sure. So yeah. you just, okay. So you just said you, you didn't want to door knock for six months. So that's obviously been a part of what you've been mm. doing. Why was that a part of your Arise for Life journey? Why, why is that a part of your ministry while you did Arise for Life? Um, ultimately, we're, you know, we're just sent out to, to find people. And whether that be um, through a healthy cooking demonstration, whether that be through going playing basketball with kids in the park, or you know, whether it be through going out on doors. I mean, you know, that's the way. Yeah. It's a surefire way to find people. And you know, we, we knew that that would be part of um, our ministry if we came to Arise for Life. And so... Um, yeah, for those who haven't door knocked, it, it is rather a character building experience, yeah. you know. Um, you, the finds are few and far between. When you do find someone, it's, it's a big, joyous occasion. Yeah. But, you know, you can go out for months on end and yeah. just be rejected. And, you know, if you're the only one out there, it's, it's hard to be faithful, but you just have to have integrity and keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's an essential part to building your character, but it's not a very appealing thing. Yeah. To, to start off with, yeah. yeah. So, uh, in your experience, what's the most rewarding? Like, what have you gotten out of this time frame, like personally? Oh, I've seen you know my personal battles, being able to just claim God's promises in faith, and see things that I've battled with for years just fall away. Mm. And I know that's not me. I know that's just the power of the Holy Spirit. And then also being able to see how previous pain in my life. You know, God was there that whole time. He helped me through that. And now I can help other people that are going through the same thing. Mm. Um, and, and ultimately, I think the most exciting thing that I've seen is one of the girls that I'm doing Bible studies with, she's decided 
to get baptized or go to a rise. You know, she's had this total life transformation. Um, and so being able to be alongside her and see the Holy Spirit work in her life like that has just been amazing. So it's been personal and then also how that personal walk reflects onto other people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, praise God. Hey, so you, the door knocking thing, you've overcome, I guess, to some degree because you've been doing this for mm. months now. And uh, are you a tougher person? You <laughs> a more, you know, like... Because, see, a lot, I think a lot of people in our church think if you knock on doors out in the community, it's because you're weird. Like, you're an old-fashioned Adventist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that it's silly for Rise to send people out there. And I try to explain to them that we don't send people out to the doors because we think that's the best way mm-hmm. to win people. We send our students out to the doors because that's the best way to discipline oh, them and make absolutely. them strong and brave and value people. Yeah. And, um, and so, like, the door-knocking thing is to help us learn to be humble mm. and persistent and to teach us certain skills that we just don't possess. Like everybody likes to think that they could just be a witness. Mm. They just they could just like be the kind of person who could get contacts and, and Bible studies from the community, but they don't realize that they don't have that capacity. And then when you send them to the doors, they're like, oh, well, I hate this. I don't want to do this. Well, that's because you don't want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go outside of your comfort zone. You don't want to be selfless. And if you don't want to be those things, which you have to be going door to door, then you don't want to get Bible studies with your cousin Joe either. Yeah. Because the same qualities that require you to go knocking on doors are the same qualities that would require you to be good at soul winning in any sphere, you know? Yeah. And so I, I kind of just gave a little sermon there, but the people need to hear me say that. Mm. And also, so are you stronger? Are you tougher? Who are you now? <laughs> By the way, guys, my kids are around us, too, so you might hear little kids. I hope you don't, though. But um, So, yeah, like, I've, I've always been, you know, an outgoing, strong personality type. So before, like, Arise and Arise for Life, you know, I would have thought, yeah, I'm a pretty strong personality, and, you know, I have no problem going up and talking to people, but, um, and I would have thought, yeah, I can just go ask that person for Bible studies over there. But when it came down to it, like, if my pastor was like, go ask that person for Bible studies that you've never met, I would be like, oh, that's right. weird. I don't want to do that, yeah. you know. Um, but, man, when, you, when you're out on the doors and, you know, <laughs> going out on the doors, like, sucks sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, most of the time. <laughs> I think there, ha- like, there has been a few experiences where I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm just, like, out here, just me and Jesus. We're going for a walk. We're going to find people. But 99% of the time, it just, like, sucks. And you're just, like, getting rejected, like, left, right, and center. It's just practicing getting out of your comfort zone. It's just practicing talking to strangers about your God. Mm. It's just practicing that kind of fearless faith that I thought that I had, which I didn't have. Mm. And seeing, like comparing, if if my pastor Robbie asked me at the very start, which he did, to go ask a girl um, that was a part of our church for Bible studies, and I was really shy to, um, even though I thought I was such a strong personality. And then now... You know, Robbie's like, oh, go go get that person's number or, or go ask this person, go talk to this person about this. And it's just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you got nothing to lose. Yeah. And so I think it just really takes away, it really makes you so much more confident. And um, <laughs> like I'm never afraid to ask a waiter for something or, <laughs> you know, you just, yep. you just kind of like, you just become more comfortable in who you are and, and in what your message is. Because yep. if you can go, you know, to two whole suburbs every single door and just say hi would you like bible studies you know you all of the the fears of maybe i'm gonna look weird all of that it's gone is just gone and you realize that you're way stronger than you thought you were and you realize that 
you had been fearing a paper giant, like a, a mythical mm. um, figure that doesn't really exist. Mm. And it's just amazing how, how we can just be so afraid and not realize it. Yeah. And like we think, and we live in an illusion in a sense. I was mm. going to say, just for the people who are listening to us, that if you, if you master the most challenging and difficult aspects of ministry and outreach in, in particular, you, you, it's all downhill from there. Like it's all easy peasy yeah. from there. Like people don't realize that, I don't know how to say this perfectly, but friendship evangelism and sowing seeds, ministry and community service, it's also very, very important. Like it's essential mm. for sure, but we have to have the courage Mm. to be willing to go to the next level. Mm. And until we're brave enough to go to the next level, it doesn't matter how much friendship, ministry, and community service mm. we do. We're a bunch of people who are afraid to go to the next level. So what's the use, right? Yeah. We're just like, we might as well be like a communist or a secularist or an atheistic kind of community service organization. Mm. And so I think in mass as a church community, we've got to learn to be brave enough to go to the spiritual next level with people mm. and risk rejection and, and learn to, to relate to situations where you're asking people things, hey, come to Bible study at my church or whatever. Mm. And they say no. And then you learn yeah. how to not make that weird. Yeah. And you know, if you never enter into that world and get outside your present comfort zone we can kid ourselves all day long about how we're going to change the world but like we definitely aren't and mm -hmm. and god's just going to have to use somebody else to you know so i really appreciate what you're saying there so if last thing um if you wouldn't mind could you just maybe share i don't know a word of encouragement because people are listening to this they're members of churches in the north new south wales conference leaders sabbath school leaders personal ministries leaders pastors and ordinary church members, um, could you share a word of encouragement? I think it was actually, I think it was actually you that said something back at Arise um, that really has inspired me, which is if you're selling a dodgy product, like if a salesman is selling a dodgy product, you have to be a fantastic salesman because you're trying to make someone buy something that's super dodgy. But like what we are sharing with the world is the best possible news in the world, right? So you don't have to be particularly gifted in selling the product because it's like you're walking do like door to door. It's like you're you know, meeting people in the supermarket. It's like you're meeting your friends and saying like, do you want a million dollars, right? You don't have to be a particularly great salesperson or a particularly gifted person to go and give that offer out. And so I think you have to realize what you are trying to share. Because if you don't know what you're trying to share, if you don't know the value and like the attractiveness and the beauty of the message that we are sharing, then you're going to be scared to go out and share it. Once you realize how beautiful our message is, how it impacts you, how it impacts Joe next door, how it impacts Betty down the street, like once you realize the impact of our message, once you realize how the Adventist message can change not only the Christian perspective, but the atheist perspective, you know, all of these different people need the Adventist message. Once you realize that, and once you realize it's not you, mm -hmm. man, it's the Holy Spirit, then just you can just go forward and you can just share. You're free. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, and that's powerful. Um, it sounds better when you said it than when <laughs> I said it. Wow. Praise God. Hey, um, thanks so much, Phoebe, no for problem. taking the time on the Sabbath to do it. And uh, God bless you guys out there. Thanks for, for listening in. And uh, keep Phoebe and all the other Arise for Life kids in your prayers. We've got 28 kids doing Arise for Life now. They're finishing up at the end of November. And they'll be off to the next stages of their lives. But um, praise God for this conference and for its genuine commitment to discipleship training. We don't just write manuals or uh, create computer programs. We actually do discipleship training, which means you invest in people, real human beings, and you give them real experiences with God. Hey, thanks for listening in, everyone. And I hope that you remember that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So let your light shine.